Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week our guest is the radical one, also known as Tia Ingram. She is an artist, she's a barber, and she has an amazing story to tell about how she loves God and how she found God. Tia is from Edison, Georgia. She has an amazing story to tell about how she found God. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Tia Ingram, aka The Radical One. Hello, Tia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I know you are into music. You have an amazing story to tell, and I absolutely cannot wait to hear you tell me how you found God. But first, let me ask you this question. What was your childhood like? Oh, man. Well, before I answer your question, thank you so much for the opportunity to sit down on Finding God. It is definitely a pleasure, and I'm so grateful for this chance. So thank you again, and thank you for even considering me. You so, are welcome. Thank <laughs> you here. <laughs> I had to get that out of the way to show my gratitude. But um, how was my childhood? Honestly, I had like a very dysfunctional childhood, and I'll be honest, it's like all a part of my testimony and my story. Um, my parents argue, fuss, and fall all the time. Um, I actually grew up in a small town, like super small, like no red lights. Red dirt, like we have no restaurants. Like, well, we only have now, uh, um, even to this day, we still don't have any. We have like a, a Dollar General now. And, um, girl, it's, it's small, it's teeny tiny, but shout out to Edison, Georgia. Um, so, uh, I grew up, I mean, two parent household though, you know, and I have an older brother. Um, he and I live together. I also have, have a sister and my dad's daughter, but she never lived with us. But it was always chaos. You know, it was always, it wasn't anything, now that I'm mature in my faith, I know what unconditional love is. 
at that time, it didn't consist of unconditional love. It was the love that my parents knew how to give based on the love that they got from their parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which and and in the country life, which is where I'm from, it's totally different than somebody loving you unconditionally. There was no sit down like, hey, let me teach you these things. Let me tell you how you're supposed to be treated. Let me show you that you are loved. God loves you and all these other type of things. So I can't now. I can't. But back then. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm missing out on the finer things in life as far as the love is concerned. Um, I felt like my parents didn't love me like my friends' parents loved me at some point. But now I, now that I know better, I look back on the situation totally different. I don't look at it the same. I look at it as people can't give you something that they don't, they never had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't give somebody something that you don't know how to give. So I have a deeper passion for it now. As opposed to it being hurt, anger, and things like that, I have more of an understanding. But it was really dysfunctional, full of hurt, full of pain, full of chaos. But I'm so grateful that I'm still, still, still here. I had an incident. I was actually uh, molested by a female family member when I was when I was younger, and it kind of, it kind of slipped my mind. I didn't even recall the incident until I was at least I'm 36 now. Until I was at least 20, late, early, mid, late 20s. I was wow. sitting down with a friend and I was like, at the time I was doing, I was smoking weed, not going to flex. I don't anymore. But at the time we were getting high and I'm like, oh my God, she touched me. And I'm like, oh my God, that happened to me. So I realized now that trauma is serious and you push it to the back of your mind so much that you truly forget about it. You know, so the enemy tried to take me out at a young age, but you know, God is faithful. So I'm just grateful. But I was a teen mom, 15 years old, pregnant. It was a lot, girl. My childhood was interesting. Okay. <laughs> very wow that is a wow. lot but you know what i'm glad you did bring up the point that sometimes things that happen to us in our childhood makes us behave or react in a certain way right. because sometimes when you especially if you grow up like in a religious environment it's almost right. like okay so you have to do this you have to do that and it doesn't take into account right. trauma that has happened to you it's just like you're exactly. expected to behave a certain way without really without yeah. realizing that sometimes Things happen, and based on things that have happened to us, we react. So maybe someone may be reacting in a way that maybe other people don't think is normal, but this is how they're dealing with what happens. So they're not bad people. They're not doing something, quote, unquote, wrong. This is just how they're reacting to a situation that was traumatic for them. And I think so many times people totally forget all about that. So I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think we deal with that enough. Oh man, and you hit the you hit the nail on the head. There there are things such as that when it comes down to trauma. Excuse me, people will never understand how you deal with your trauma because everybody deals with something different. That's why it's so important not to judge someone based on the season that they're in. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you never know when God is gonna turn that page for them. That's why you're supposed to love people unconditionally no matter what it may look like and just have faith and believe that you know it'll work out for their good but we live in a world that tries to teach us otherwise but i pray every day that he opens up everybody's eyes that belong to him you know so we can kind of be better and love each other more so because trauma is serious yeah definitely how did you guys talk about church or god when you were younger or was it just something that you did on the holidays like what was that like Girl, no, I was in church Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I felt like church was all I knew. Eat, sleep, breathe, poop, church. You hear me? <laughs> but but what's crazy is I um I kind of fell out with the church though, and it happened it happened so crazy. I love church in the beginning. I love church. Um, I was the secretary of Sunday school. I was in the choir. I was the usher. I was the secretary of our Bible study that we had. Um, 
I was the one that like the youth that used to always go out to the conventions and all of these things like to represent my church. But I was human. I got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? I got pregnant when I was 15 and my church absolutely disowned me. Like they made me step down from everything and it created a whole bunch of church hurt. And I'm realizing now it's not the church, it's the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, we look to the church because of the bad people that are in the church. And of course, not trying to get too churchy, but it's the spirits behind the people that make the actions happen. But I say that because like uh, the right thing to do when it taps back on that unconditional love, you love people through things. Like, no, they didn't even sit down with me and have a talk with me. I probably would have understood the situation better. But after that happened, I was like, bro, I'm done with church. As soon as I graduated high school, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm moving as far away from church as I possibly can. Like, this is done. Stick a fork in it. Like, but, uh, like, it, it's amazing how in my life, my love for church changed, like, in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, and it's crazy because now I look at church totally different. But I'll say that because that might be one of your questions. I don't know. But I look at church totally different right now. <laughs> I look at it different. I love I love the most high. I love God more than anything. But I, I see church totally different than how I did when I was younger. I'll say that. No, I understand. And it is one of my questions. But if you want to answer it now, you can because <laughs> there is no specific order, just however the conversation goes. So if you want to talk a little bit more, expound a little bit more about your feelings about church and why you feel that way, feel free to do so. Well, I'll say now, um, simply because I feel different about church because I realize that the church isn't a building. You know what I mean? Yeah. The church is like, I know in scripture, it says, you know, that we are the church. Uh, we meaning the believers or the people that, that actually love, love God, you know what I'm saying? Love yeah. other people. We are the church. So we look at individuals that are in the building as the actual people that control everything. And a lot of people in the church, they're judgmental, they're really churchy, they're religious, and they don't really have a heart for God, and they don't love you genuinely. The whole thing about being a believer is real, unconditional, genuine love. And now I know that just because a person doesn't go to church does not mean that they don't have a relationship with God, the Most High. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that, and so I look at it totally different. Like I can meet a, a homeless person on the street, and they love God just as much as I do. And they never step foot in a building again in their lives. That does not make them any less of a believer than I am. You know, we're just at different journeys. We're just on different paths and we're on a different walk as far as God is concerned. But now I realize the church is way more than those four walls. Bigger. I like that. Yeah. And I think the thing that helped a lot of people start to see that more and more is with the whole pandemic. Because at first, right. everybody was going Ooh, to yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. And then they couldn't. And so it's just like, yep. okay, so are you not a Christian now because you're no longer in church? And a exactly. lot of people begin to see that's about that relationship. <laughs> you know, so that's it. Got, a relationship over religion. I wish people would understand it. Yeah, relationship. that's what I think too. Always relationship. Because then you do things differently. You see things differently. You do. And it's just a whole different scenario. <laughs> it changes your mindset. Like yes. Once you realize the importance of a relationship, and even if we want to, uh, take it to like everyday day-to-day lives it's just like yo relationship with people are important of course the yeah. number one relationship is God but if, if you can't have a successful relationship with the person that means you need to figure out what the issue is where the disconnect is and what you need to work on as far as yourself because he put us here for relationships you know yeah. so that's why finding God is so important like when I first when I first saw about your podcast when I, I saw the link and start listening to some of the um, episodes that you have it's just really dope because listening to how people find God, it yeah. really is like motivation under somebody else. And the fact that everybody finds him in different places. 
in different walks and different things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, he found them here and I found them there. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's dope to me. I think that's super cool. Well, thank you. Now, you, you mentioned where um, you were out of the church for a while. You probably left God because of that situation. That those right. Did. So what brought you back? Like, what was the thing that made you give God another chance? Oh, man, I'll say it very quickly. Um, Try to sum it up in a nutshell. But after I left the church, I didn't do it. I couldn't do it until I got old enough to leave my parents' house. You know, when you live in yes. parents, you're going to church. I don't care what you got going on. You're going to church. So I moved. As soon as I graduated high school, I went to college. Um, okay. My parents made a deal with me. They were like, yo, if you go to college and do something with yourself, we'll take care of your daughter um, until you're able to move off campus and get your own job and do this and do that. So um, it worked out that way. But when I got to college, um, I actually ended up going into like the whole a whole lesbian lifestyle. Right. right. For like 15 for like 15 years. That was my life. Yeah. And in 2018, um, that's when I truly, truly found God again. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what brought me back. Like, because when I said I was done, like I was done, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I guess the devil was like, yo, you done? Well, let me pull you over here, sis, to the kingdom of darkness. We can use you over here. <laughs> and uh, he did that. And I did, I did his dirty work for so long. And it yeah. took, I'm going to tell you honestly what it took. Um, I was on the verge of getting married uh, uh, to a female. Yeah. Knowing it was wrong in my spirit this whole time. You know what you're doing is wrong. You know that the lifestyle you're wrong. And I guess I took it too far, and God was like, you know what? Let me slap you real quick. You know what I'm saying? Just being mm -hmm. honest. Um, and and a situation came up with my niece. Um, and um, her her mom hit me up, and she was like, uh, which is my brother's daughter. Um, uh, yeah. her mom was like, I think your niece is going to be gay. I don't know why. That killed my spirit. Like that did something to my entire soul. And I had been living this life for so long. But girl, the next day I woke up and I told my at the time girlfriend, I was like, yo. I don't think I want to be gay no more. Like, I don't want to live this life. Like, I wow. want to live for God. And, and though me and her have been back and forth with that for a long time, we never took it serious. And I was like, no, I'm very serious. Like, I'm not going back. Like, I can't do this. I was like, because the enemy is using me to be the negative example for my family, for my daughter, for my nieces and nephews and all this other type of stuff. And I'm like, I can't be the vessel that he uses to turn my family this way and send my family to hell. You know, so... I, after that, that morning I woke up, um, everything changed. It was all new to me, though. So considering the fact that he snatched me out of that lifestyle, and it wasn't just that. I was drinking, I was smoking, I was doing drugs, like all kind of crazy stuff. And it was just like, yo, I actually ended up finding, up, finding out who I really was. That was never me from the beginning. That was never who God intended for me to be. So he was like, yo, you were that bold for the kingdom of darkness. You was big and bad when you was out here in this world. I want you to have that same type of boldness, that same type of energy with me. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to clean you up from the inside out, you know, and, and, and I want I want to make your life a miracle because people knew me. Like, I was popping on the scene back then, like, because I didn't care about what I said. You know, I didn't care about what I did. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn up when, no matter who, what, when, or where. Girl, it was crazy. Thank you. Thank you, Father. <laughs> it was crazy. It's crazy. And he was like, no, nah, I'm done. You finished. It's over with. And, and that and that's legit how it happened. I felt like when I look back on it, it was like I was on a I was on a one way ticket trip to hell. Like yeah. I had one foot in, it's like the bottom of my feet were burnt. Like seriously, and it was just like, yo, you mind? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, I didn't realize how lost I was 
you know, from, and then I had so much influence over the people that I associated myself with. I thought like, hey, I'm Tia, you know, oh, I'm just that dope. Like everybody likes me, but I'm like, no, it's really your spirit. It's really the God in you. It's not even you, little girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. All you are right now is a broken little girl. So now I meet God again, and now I'm learning who who the healed woman is, who's steadily walking out the hill and each and every day. Like I'm still learning things about myself now that I had no idea, and and for that I'm forever grateful. So, in a nutshell, that's how I found him again. <laughs> that is amazing, girl. I gotta that's write a book. I'm telling you, <laughs> you should. That is amazing how that happened because I know sometimes a lot of people struggle with different things, and for some right. people it takes them like longer like some people right. they start to do it and then they stop mm-hmm. but you know it's a process and then other people I talk to they just like it happened immediately and you know that's right. what happens it's I find different. this amazing how it's different for everybody but still everybody gets to the same point you know that's the whole thing we gotta go that's why they say he knows from the beginning to the end like yeah. all of that in between none of us are usually gonna have the same story it's very mm-hmm. rare but it's so amazing that our end result can still be the same yeah that's crazy Definitely. that's dope so you i know you do music how did that yeah. play into all of this i mean did you always do music did you always like to do music i know you mentioned you sung the choir when you were in church so how did music play into everything that happened and what you're doing now music um initially music um i was doing music on the secular side but it wasn't like mainstream or anything like because i've always been a writer um I went to college, I got a degree. My degree was in communications, but I love putting my thoughts on paper. So in 2018, he was like, you know what, get up out of that, you're done. I use music and writing as my way of escape. So my whole entire first mixtape um, called Right Wrong Turn, um, he gave me the concept behind it because eventually in my life, I made the right wrong turn. The wrong turn mm-hmm. was the lifestyle that I was living, but it, he turned out working it out for my good so yeah. the irony of it, you know what I'm saying, it ended up working out good for me in the end. So putting my thoughts to paper was such a way of release. It helped me to understand that I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to rap like everybody else. I don't have to even have my lyrics like everybody else. Because like, when I write my lyrics, I write them from a complete place of transparency. If you listen to any of my music, um, it's different from everybody else because I put my whole heart into it. And I don't mind telling my entire life story. You know, because like I said, I was bold when I was in the kingdom of darkness. So yeah. now I, I have to have that same energy. Like, I got to be Paul. Like, I was out here killing Christians, low key. <laughs> so so I was Saul, you know what I mean? So now it's just like, yo, you got to really go hard for the kingdom. So I give everything that I got to music. I love music. I mean, I love everything about music. But I know I have to be unique. So when he gave me the name for myself, my, my music name, my stage name is the Radical One. Um, And it's like... Right. See, the rat is D space radical, then the number one in E. So radical one is one word. So the radical one. Quick shameless plug. So if you listen to anything, you'll be like, dang, that's dope. She putting all her business out here. You know, but I really when I started writing, I pray before I do anything. Um, but I realized that you can't just beat somebody over the head with scripture. Scripture is super important. Everything that I do goes back to scripture. Don't get me wrong, because the word is God. He is the word. But you have to understand that out the gate, you can't just reach new believers 
throwing away scriptures and beating them over the head with Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? You I have it, to yeah. tell them how they can, how what you're saying can relate to modern day life. How is what you're saying gonna help me in my day to day life, Tia? Right. You know, so nobody did that for me when I first came to Christ. Like when I first found the the Messiah girl, I had to seclude myself from everything and everybody and just focus in on him. So mm -hmm. when he opened up the door for music, it was like, now go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything that we've gone through, everything that I told you to be open about, tie it into me, love, and honesty and transparency because the word says my people overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Exactly. The devil kind of wants us muzzled. He doesn't want us to give our testimony. So I know that if I'm giving my testimony freely, it's some people out there that are afraid to give doors, theirs. You may not want to give it boldly on a platform, which is cool, but yeah. you may encounter somebody at the airport, at the dollar store, one little person, and you tell them what you got going on. You may never see that person again, but you may have changed that person's life. So that's how I look at music. Um, I look at music as a chance to just free somebody up. You know, I really take uh, I take mm -hmm. that seriously. Um, but I want to do it differently. I don't want to do it how the church d did it back in my day because it it pushed me away. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to make sure that I'm approachable. I want to make sure people know that I have a genuine pure heart and that I really want to see them win in the end. And I put all of my heart into my music, letting them know that hey, you can come to me at any time. And I'm here, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to judge you. I may correct you, but I'm still going to love you through whatever it is, no matter what's going on. So music is life, aside from God. I love music. <laughs> the most high is everything, but music is like right after family for me. No, I totally get that. I'm a music lover myself. And when yes, I write, it's baby. like I try to write things that will connect with people because I'm a storyteller. So right. I like to tell stories. That's dope. And I like to get – I like – the emotion because for me music has always been there as well so I use my music to help people navigate through relationships because I think that mm -hmm. it's important because relationships are everything so if I have if I know how to deal with relationships in my regular life then I'll understand what it means that relationship with God so you'll understand it's give and take <laughs> it's not like oh that is so true and then you give nothing back in return so right. if, I think if we understand relationships then we'll understand about God and we'll understand how to relate to him and how to deal, you know, because I think so, so many times we don't get it. So we think yeah. we're doing the right thing with God, but we don't know how to have a relationship with him because we don't know how to have relationships with people. So Period. that is the way I usually, I use my music. But the great thing I like about your song is that you don't always, like you said, mention scripture a hundred percent of the time. And I've heard, I love gospel rap. I don't know. When, ever since I was a kid, I love gospel music. It's my thing. That's dope. And so I've heard a lot of gospel rap after scripture after scripture. And of course, you know, I liked it. But then I also right. like rap that has nothing, maybe they don't even mention scripture or anything like that. But the whole basis and the premise of it, you can tell, is positive and Christian and religious just by right. the way they put the words together. I like that. One of my, well, I have a lot of favorite gospel rappers but I like Lecrae's music a lot because I think he does that when he does his rapping it's not always full of scripture he has it in there but it's not all the way there then I think Andy right. Minio has some stuff Trick Lee but I mean there you go oh, people Andy, that's have. my guy Andy Minio my, he's, he's really one, good. Of my, one of my favorites yeah 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 actually there's a lot more but I'm just not gonna name everybody but right. it's like <laughs> pretty much everybody on Reach Records is like people I love to listen to because I think right. they get it you know they understand yep that we live in a world. And I think that's the problem with religion. It doesn't account for people who are not perfect. It doesn't even account for people right. who live in the real world and want to know, okay, so this is my real life problem. How do I deal with it? 
That's and sometimes true. telling someone, oh, just pray about it. Okay, so prayer does work, but there has to be some action behind it. You action can't just tell somebody yeah, you preach to it pray up. about it. You know, it's like if right. someone's hungry, you can't just say, oh, I'm sorry you don't have food. Go pray about it. God will help you. Like, well, what about you? Can you help them? You know, we right, have to do something about exactly. it. Exactly. So what are you here for then if you can't help me exactly. at all? <laughs> I'm with I've you. You that said a something lot that was time. so dope. You said something that was so dope. That was just like telling people to just pray about it. That's just like telling somebody, I'm going to pray for you. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like if I tell somebody I'm gonna pray for him, what I, pray for him or her, what I do is I try to do it right then. I don't I do want to be that then. person that yeah, I don't want to be the person that's always telling somebody I'm gonna pray for you, but then like I forget, I get busy, I get caught up, or telling somebody to just pray. You can tell somebody to just pray. Of course, prayer is powerful. That is our line of communication with the most high. I can never take mm-hmm. that away. However, like that goes back to that person who's giving that advice to have a real-life relationship with God themselves, to have a relationship with the Most High, because he'll give you the words to yes. say to that person in that moment to help them through whatever it is that they're going through. You just have to be open enough and have that relationship, and you're willing to listen and speak when he says to speak. So exactly. it's bigger than telling somebody to just pray about it. Yeah, pray about it, but what if I don't know how to pray? What yeah, if I feel exactly. like my prayers aren't being answered? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, my husband and I were talking about that today, because we were talking about how, like, sometimes in church, like, we'll just tell people, go pray about it, or right. go read about it. But we we're talking about it in the context of mental health, because a lot of times, if people have mental health issues, they mm-hmm. just go, go pray about it, trust in God, like, that's going to take away their mental health illness. So I'm just like, big. well, you know, the whole thing is that mental health is really a medical condition, it's really an issue. So people can pray about it, and I do believe God heals people, but he also put doctors in place to help people. Absolutely correct. There are psychologists who they can talk to. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're we're talking about, how, yeah, it's good to pray. It's good to do all these things, but you can also be a Christian and see a counselor. You can be a Christian and still have medication. You can be a Christian and maybe have depression or feel suicidal. You can still be a Christian. That has nothing to do with your Christianity. It's just that we live in a world where these things happen, and God has put people in place to help you through these things. Absolutely. And, and that's why your relationship this. is important. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Take advantage of the things that, that are that are actually here. Um, the things that he placed here to be of assistance and to help us get through this this short vapor of a time that we're actually here. Yeah. So I told I totally agree. Of course, you should always he should be your first go to, of course, to lean and depend on him. And mm-hmm. a lot of people get so caught up in the religious aspect of it. Yeah, Some people yeah. are beyond, you know what I'm saying? Hey, mm-hmm. I could be suicidal and I'm ready to kill myself today. You just told me to go pray for myself. You didn't like try to point me in the direction of right. anything or anybody. You never know. So I, I totally understand the logic behind it. I do. Yeah. So that's just the whole thing. So let me ask you a question based on what we're talking about. If there was somebody who wanted to know God or, thought that they felt a void and didn't exactly know what to do. How would you help someone? What advice would you give to someone who's actually looking for God? What I would say to anybody that was looking for God is to talk to him, even if you feel like you're talking to yourself. I talk to God like he's my friend. Like me, when me and the most high we talk, I give him my deepest, darkest secrets. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. A lot of things people don't understand and a lot of things the, the church fails to mention to us is that uh, the devil is real. Yeah. So he makes you think you're stupid when you're talking to God. You know what I'm saying? He makes you think he's not listening just because you don't hear a vocal voice talking back to you. Right. Oh, my God, he's not listening. But in reality, he hears, he know all-knowing, all-powerful, and he sees and knows everything. You know, so continue to talk to him about your fears 
about your shortcomings, about the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. And I would also say, write things down. Start a journal to God. You know what I'm saying? Journaling is important to me. Like, I've started writing so much things down because I used to, but then I stopped. Because it's like, man, writing takes too much time. People put everything in their cell phone now. But I'm like, no, you really need to make it personal. So whenever you're trying to find the most high, you need to make it personal for you and him one-on-one. You don't have to expect anything that you hear on a sermon. You don't have to go trying to talk like you T.D. Jakes, like you Joel Osteen or anybody else. You have to just be yourself and come to him willing and ready to receive any and everything that he has for you. And I would say read the Bible, of course, but I'm not going to say read the Bible from front to end like it's a book or something. I tell anybody, if you're going to read the Bible, the easiest place to start is the gospel. Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, and John. I started there and it was easy because that helped me to see who Jesus was when he walked yeah. the earth. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't mm-hmm. there. You know, it helped me to understand how loving he was, how passionate he was, how forgiving he was. And it showed me how much he loved me. Yeah. You know, so if I can read about who he truly is, then that's going to help me understand, man, he's listening to me. He loves me. He wants to know what I got going on every day. Yeah. He wants to know that my boss made me mad today or my kids aren't going out, aren't doing what they're supposed to do and I want to smack fire. I'm not going to. I'm going to discipline however he sees fit. But you know what I'm saying? These uh-huh. are the things that he wants from us. So I would say talk to him like he's a friend. Be open, be honest, be vulnerable. You mm-hmm. know, tell him the things that you won't even tell your friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell him those type of things because he wants to hear those things. And then trust me, you will start to hear. You will start to hear from him. And don't let anybody else on the outside, mama, daddy, auntie, uncle, cousin, brother, sister, stop that line of communication between you and God. And I would tell them also, just because you don't hear something right away does not mean that he's listening. That is so important. And the devil uses that to scare and push so many people away. It causes doubt, Mm -hmm. especially to a new believer. But keep pushing, keep going, keep pressing. Because if we give God the same energy that we give, like our job. People yeah. at our job piss us off every day, but I need my money, so I'm still going to work. My yeah. boss can ignore my instant message. He can ignore my request for a raise. He can ignore me for years and years, but I'm still working there because I've been here so long, I'm complacent. So we got to learn how to give that same energy to God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's so important. So that's what I would say. Just don't quit trying to seek his face. You know what I'm saying? He loves you. <laughs> he really loves you. He loves you. He loves yeah. you. He loves you. But yeah, that would be my advice. And that is awesome advice. And I like the part when you were talking about how sometimes your boss doesn't always respond, but we still continue to seek him. And I think that goes along with being persistent in your talk to God. Because sometimes, like you said, God's not going to answer you immediately. But the more you keep talking to him, eventually you'll get an answer. And I like that you wrote that out. That was really good. Well, thank you so much, Tia, for being a part of my God. I enjoyed having you on the show. It's been amazing. And girl, it, it was amazing for me too. It was a perfect ending of my of my day, man. I appreciate it. I needed it. It's always good to sit down with a like-minded individual and talk about God because he's yeah. everything and I love him. So I thank you again for this opportunity. I appreciate you and I pray that God pours back into you a hundredfold everything that you're doing and what you're pouring out into his people. Like don't let anybody discourage you from what you're doing. Just always keep going because you're doing something great. Um, and the enemy sends so many distractions when you're doing something for the kingdom. So don't get discouraged. Like it's really touching and reaching people. It may not seem like it, but trust me, somebody's listening that needs it. I promise you. That's how it goes. Wow, what an amazing interview with Tia. I absolutely loved when she said that when she was trying to get to know God, she would start journaling. And this is so, so important. 
in different type of therapy, people are encouraged to journal because journaling helps you get your thoughts together. Journaling helps you kind of have an idea of what you want to talk about. It's also a form of mindfulness, which allows you to sit down, think without distractions, and just write things out. And journaling is very helpful when you're trying to develop a relationship with God because you're sitting down, you're quiet, you're listening to what he has to say, you're writing down your thoughts and your feelings. And that is so important for you to do. I would suggest journaling for anyone who wants to have a closer relationship with God. Not only does it help you spiritually, but it also helps you emotionally. And it's amazing that just sitting down and taking some time to spend with God, like honestly spending quality time with him and writing your thoughts out and writing your feelings out and reading the Bible and seeking him and praying, that is amazing. And that is definitely awesome advice. I also like how she talks about how you sh- when you start reading your Bible, don't always go to Genesis and read it straight through like a book. Because I also, when I started to read the Bible for myself, I think I started with Job. But then after I started with Job, I went to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that had a profound effect on how I viewed God because it actually told who he was and it shows you what he did. So even if you have been presented a form of God that's not accurate, just reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will help you see who he really is and help you uncover the truth of who God is and what God does and what he did when he was on earth. So that is awesome advice. Now, our artist of the week is the radical one, a.k.a. Tia, and you may just heard her interview. And this song is called Make A Way. And I absolutely love the song because she shows how God can make a way in anything. And she talks primarily about relationships, but she talks about how God can even make a way with relationships. It's not crazy to ask God to give you a spouse or ask God to give you friends or just ask God to give you people in your life. God can definitely make a way and put the right people in your lives. So here's a song by the radical one called Make a Way. When they switch up on you, you just stay silent. Don't turn your back on them, even when they be wildin'. They never had a real one, don't know what it feel like. So be the change you wanna see, but be that in real life. Don't change who you are, just trying to fit in. Highway be different than how you gon' win. Stick to your script, don't play by their rules. You are unique, so don't be nobody fool. It's only one you, so just blow their minds. Take care of your fam, never leave one behind. Cause we all we got in this whole crew world. If you are a man, just take care of your girl. If you are a queen, be out that he needs. Never gotta worry about him running in these streets. Just trust in the Lord and pray every day. Always believe that my God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. Morning, noon, night, and day. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. He gon' make a way. Morning, noon, night, and day. He gon' make a way. My God gon' make a way. Ready than my former. That's why I always lift you up and they think that I ain't normal. But I don't really. 
really care cause I know the God I serve It's bigger than that whispers, you bigger than that words Every time that I need you, you gon' always come through I never ever doubt you cause I know your word is true If it ain't Bible, don't bring it to me, that's my only foundation I built my house on rock and I can't mess with that sin Cause I serve a risen savior and I know he the man So don't even bring the hate, my way to sight the game you wanna play He gon' make a way, my God gon' make a way He gon' make a way, my God gon' make a way He gon' make a way, morning, noon, night and day Bye-bye. I'm winning. Can't tell me I'm winning. Yeah.